Hi everyone, I just wanted to jump on here really quick before the episode started and issue both a trigger warning and a disclaimer. So this episode we do talk about sexual assault um, and rape, so if that's something that's going to upset you or trigger you, maybe give this episode a miss um, and we'll see you next week. As for the disclaimer, we reiterate it many times in the episode but I just wanted to make it clear at the top of the episode to this episode we chat about the allegations and the sexual misconduct trial to do with Alex Salmond and of course everything that we speak about in this episode is alleged. Um, the conclusion of that trial was found that Alex Salmond was not guilty. We're fully aware um, we're not trying to claim that he is guilty of any of these crimes. We're just discussing the trial and the alleged experiences of these women. So thank you so much and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Dead Talk. We are here producing from home. Which is so fun, as if you're not working from home enough. I know. I'm going to want to kill myself by the mm. end of this, but here we are. We don't have a choice. You usually do after every episode with me. <laughs> ah, let's not get into it. <laughs> um, we are here producing from home, recording from home. We are... I keep saying that as if I actually just want a round of applause. Like, it doesn't really make a difference yeah, to, to you Yeah, to clarify guys. when... Well, I think you said I there definitely not we are producing because i don't do any of the producing hi guys i'm here doing everything <laughs> once again what should we, we do dead talk vlogs no Awful. where would we vlog graveyards <laughs> the actual anxiety in your voice you're like i don't know graveyards through, yeah. okay well i'll give you a minute do you know what guys come back to us next week kika's gonna start up a <laughs> vlog channel is that gonna be that can be your input i'll do moving vlogs moving vlogs yeah that would be nice let us know if you'd like to see kika's moving vlogs um i wouldn't (laughs) of one view it would be me it would be you yeah and maybe your mum. no but no not even that it would i'd give you a sympathy view um welcome back we are starting our new series today it's wait for it it's called (laughs) investmates listen Listen, I don't hate it. I really don't. It just—it's really cute because she sent me like a one-minute voice note explaining the like messaging behind investimates, and I was like, I think I get it. Like the clue is quite literally in the name. If you haven't got it, it's um, <laughs> it's a pun. No, we're doing this new series um, where we are invest us mates are investigating people in Hollywood in the spotlight in positions of power who have committed or allegedly, especially in this case, we have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, heinous crimes under our noses and they've got away with it because of their influence or power. Mm-hmm. So listen, we'll toy with the name alright, <laughs> we'll see how it plays out It's a pilot episode It's a pilot episode, yeah, for this series mm-hmm. um, but yeah so like I said, it's alleged this episode because we are going to be talking about Alex Salmond and the alleged um, I can't, we're going to get done soon <laughs> the alleged no quotation alleged <laughs> sexual i need to stop laughing yeah. sexual misconduct cases against him and um, we're gonna go from start to finish his mm-hmm. political career and the entire trial and its aftermath um because i think this is one of those things where i know about this but until researching it i didn't know um even i didn't half know how of fucked what. up it all was like 
um, I think very like mainstream media was very much like he's in trial, he's been acquitted. Yeah. And really, the spotlight of the story was the whole fucking mistrial, the misleading Parliament and Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah. And not really following the plight of the woman. Um. So, so for context and um, some unfortunate truths. He was actually born in Linlithgow. Oh yeah, disgusting news. Fun yeah. fact: me and Kika are from Linlithgow, so this is actually a. He walked the bloody halls of Linlithgow Academy. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't allowed, and he shouldn't have been. Oh. I knew that. Did you know that though? Yeah, I did know that. He. People actually love people in Linlithgow. Love that he's from Linlithgow. Well, before all this came out. Oh well, yeah, yeah. This was obviously we naturally. were naturally <laughs> naturally when we were in school. This was obviously before the whole trial, and I remember that being a bit of a thing, being like Alex. You work hard. Maybe you'll be like Alex Salmond. <laughs> well, not these days. You don't want to be. But yes. yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> well, yes, he is from Linlithgow, yes. Um, his parents were both civil servants and he had a pretty average upbringing, nothing really notable. He then went on to study after leaving um, what? <laughs> after leaving Linlithgow Academy in 1972, he went to Edinburgh College and studied commerce, um, which is business studies, um, and was then went on to do like accounting and economics and medieval history at the University of St Andrews. Oh, that must be where he picked up on how to treat women. Mm. Medieval history. You like that <laughs> one? A good one? Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. <coughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was like a pathways thing like we do now, not that it's really relevant, but I imagine he did his two year, he did his HMC at college and then went on to do uni. Mm. Um, it was at St Andrews where he joined the SNP as a member and I was like wait he was like a politician then no 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 he'd like joined he was a member of the party yeah. like a paying member um, apparently this was because he had a girl, an argument with his English girlfriend who was like if you think that way then go and join the bloody SNP and oh then really? He did. yeah oh god mm-hmm. um, but she regrets that now yeah Hi. <laughs> um, so he was always very involved in that politically was apparently quite a leftist of the party um, really really believed in independence as we know um, but didn't get involved like in his career as a politician until much later yes yeah, so he after graduated started working as a junior economist both in government roles and then within the RBS where he worked there for six years I didn't know he worked for RBS mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he was like an oil accountant or something wow. which is like Really not what I thought. I don't know what I thought he did. Yeah, I know. What do you think? I don't know what I thought the history of being the former, like, first minister would be, but I guess I didn't expect it to be RBS. I looked at him and I thought he was, like, I don't know, an owner of an Italian restaurant that's, like, also a greasy spoon cafe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, was, like, kind of the kind of annoying guy that would, like, bring drinks to your table when you didn't really want them and, like, try and get you to stay and give you, like, discount cards and, like, run down after the street and stuff like that and called you uh, like when you walked in he said hello beautiful ladies and you're, yeah. and you're 13 years old yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. you're only there for a margarita pizza and a Fanta <laughs> and he tries to give you a margarita drink yeah and a bag of coke mm-hmm. yes I know the one right yeah. yeah yeah. are you picking up what I'm putting down oh absolutely <laughs> anyway in his real life he owned an Italian restaurant <laughs> <laughs> no he so he worked in the, within RBS for about six years and he became an MSP. Sorry, 
that's not true. He became an MP in 1987 when he was elected to Parliament for Banff and Buchan constituency, which is up like near Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, and at that time, he was one of just three SNP um, members in Westminster. And I was forgetting that at this time there was no Scottish Parliament, which is why I said MSP, no, sorry, MP. Because okay, it yeah. hadn't been created yet. Of course. Um, so... Yes, in 1987 he became an MP. In 1990 he became the he was elected leader of the SNP, um, and then followed Tony Blair's Labour government, which created the Scottish Parliament and devolved powers, etc. The first Scottish election happened in 1999 and saw the SNP winning only 35 seats to Labour's 56, which was seen as a crushing defeat, because especially the SNP believed that. Well, of course, they wanted fully independent Scotland, um, whereas Labour didn't want that. So they they saw the minority winning or the minority seats as a huge defeat. Um, So the following year, he quit as leader and standing down as an MSP in 2001 to concentrate on his role at Westminster. Right. Still in SNP, but not in Scottish Parliament. Got you. Um, He then... rejoined as a ruler in 2004 um, stood with Nicola Sturgeon as his running mate and won 75% of the votes becoming leader for a second time Um, SNP have been in power ever since winning a landslide majority in 2011 which facilitated them to do the referendum vote as we all know they lost by 10 well 45 to 55 Mm -hmm. and that day Alex Salmon stood down as SNP leader um, he stayed as an MSP for his constituency, which he then lost in 2017 in Theresa May's government to the Tories. Um, and also some other allegations probably stood... Played a part. <laughs> We're going to go into his kind of early career. So Alex Salmond was the former minister, first minister of Scotland, as Kika said. Um, for anyone who's not Scottish listening, we'll break that down for you. Mm. This basically means he was leader of the voted-in party, which was the SNP, and thus equivalent to kind of the prime minister president role but obviously with less power because scotland's part of the united kingdom and still under british governance Mm -hmm. he was both first minister of scotland like kika said and also an active member of parliament down in westminster much like a congressman in america um this means he represented a constituency of scotland in british parliament and he was in parliament like kika said from 1987 to 2011 he then stepped down to focus on his role as first minister of scotland within the smp as Kika kind of added on there, um, around 2017 to 2018, there were piling accusations stirring in Scottish politics of sexual misconduct. Rumours and whispers were apparent throughout the years within and out with the SNP, but the truth of how serious these allegations was to shock everyone to come. So you know, actually, in 2016, there was a complaint filed against him internally in the Scottish Parliament. Um, and instead of it being taken to court and lodged as a formal complaint, like Alex Salmon's team like issued a formal apology and basically paid off one of the women really mm-hmm. I didn't know that so I don't know if she was then in the like lodged ac- accusations of the trial I doesn't say but this was in a Guardian podcast um about it and yeah how fucked is that yeah it was and it was like, like it was like so well known within his party we'll get into all of that though but but foreboding as to what was, was yeah, to come yeah yeah So a bit of cultural context, as everyone knows, in 2016, we kind of saw the rise of the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. 
Um, starting and definitely not ending with Harvey Weinstein. Females in high power roles, um, high power roles, sorry, and not in high power roles started to come forward with their stories of male manipulation, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, etc. From turning a blind eye to men groping younger staff to counts as serious as rape, obviously all are serious, but mm-hmm. um, the the length of these um, kind of stories and accounts that were coming out were huge. Um, and the concept of men being able to treat women however they wanted just because they were famous was starting to come apart as it seems kind of like intrinsic to Hollywood at the time for 2016 but now I think we can compare even now 2016 to 2021 you can see that we've all started to be more aware that this framework this very simple framework is apparent in all hierarchies oh, of power oh yeah massively so that kind of translated here um, mm. and it is very intrinsic to what happened in this um, in this case. Mm-hmm. So thanks to this particular movement, a new law um, stipulated that retrospective counts of such misconduct were accepted, and that is the bread and butter of this case. Yeah. Um, in August 2018, news leaked that the Scottish government had investigated two allegations of sexual misconduct against Alex Salmond. So this is not what you were even talking about. No. Um, while he was still first minister. Salmon denied all allegations, however, and Police Scotland launched their own investigation. So, to break down what we just said there as well, in 2018, it got out that the SNP and, well, the Scottish government themselves had dis- take- taken it upon themselves to carry out their own investigation, which now, I mean, we'll get into it, but now is gross. Mm-hmm. So, in January 2019, Alex Salmon was arrested and charged for two counts of attempted rape nine counts of sexual assault and two of indecent assault and then one breach of the peace uh i had to google what breach of the peace meant because i didn't really, really i didn't really get what uh, it sounds it sounds very um like flowery like it doesn't yeah. sound like it makes any sense yeah. but anyway for anyone like myself breach of the peace means um just a form of disorderly conduct so like a lot of time if there's like drunk and disorderly behavior like breach of peace will be one of them oh really if you're like really really loud and aggressive outside like it'll be breach of peace you should have a few so yeah, those were the counts that he was arrested and charged for, and now we'll get on to the trial. And just to make clear, like a lot of these accusations were from years ago as well, like yeah. from twenty fourteen and before that yeah. and after. Like it was like an accumulation. But I think what happened, like all of this is quite classified information, so I don't think we know the like exact details. No. But one woman came forward and then other women followed suit. Um with their accusations which he's always very how do you say that vehemently 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 denied not a word i know so can't help you there vehemently gonna have to look that one (laughs) um so yeah um all the counts from all nine women start off very similarly which is quite um disturbing Mm -hmm. it started with groping of backsides uh breasts placing unwelcome hands on legs hips seizing of wrists non-consensually attempting to kiss their mouths faces and feet um were typical of the accusations which made up the list yeah feet yeah i know um the 2013 incident leading to the assault with intent to rape charge allegedly involved a physical struggle Mm. um and then the 2018 attempt attempted rape charge reportedly involved salmon pinning a woman against a wall removing her clothes along with his own and pushing her onto a bed before laying naked on top of her. That's 
It was 2014. Yeah. You what said, did I you say? Said 2018. No, 2014. <laughs> 100% 2014. Um, so that's a kind of breakdown of some of the accusations. But again, like we say, a lot of it's classified. The um, people who came forward are completely anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's as much as we know. The victims explained the dilemma they faced after the alleged attacks. So this kind of go back into what we were saying about it being retrospective accounts. Mm-hmm. One victim in her cross-examination said, who on earth was I going to tell and what on earth were they going to do about it? At the time of the incident, Salmond was the most powerful man in the country. Which is true. I think so key, yeah. It's especially important to understand that in Scotland, which is a way smaller country than England or fucking America, mm-hmm. like, people... yeah not that you see him all the time but like back in the day if you were in edinburgh and something was happening like you saw alex salmon yeah. and there was crowds of people 24 yeah, yeah. 7 like this man was entirely untouchable at that point and i don't yeah. think it should be downplayed how how daunting that would have been yeah massively and like just from a basic like human psychology if somebody is in charge of you and like a in charge of a country but also your boss yeah someone you see every day at work someone that has terrified you abused you like manipulated you manipulated you gaslighted you i don't know like the last thing you would want to do in many cases would be to build that up into something that they could then have a say in and throw back in your face and throw back in your face which is exactly what's happened yeah i think it's like i can so empathize why why people wouldn't want to say anything especially at the time when this law like the retrospective thing didn't like wasn't it wasn't culturally quite so prominent oh yeah to come forward about cases such as this yeah well it reminds me it reminds me of like you know you break it down to it's like what i said earlier of like the framework is very simple and it's it's translated in every single um situation and environment of a hierarchy of power it reminds me of and i'm sure you have plenty of instances yourself i remember working in a bar in edinburgh and my manager was just like a bit inappropriate and would like incessantly um flirt with me and make jokes about like take me on a date and stuff and the second i called that behavior out life was so much more difficult for me at work Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that um i'd made some heinous accusation that um really really damaged their character like this it wasn't even as bad as this say that like really um put into jeopardy their character all no, i said bruised his ego bruised his fucking ego the poor male himself <laughs> but you, you should know, have been more considerate how dare you <laughs> excuse me you've made me look bad in front of everyone <laughs> while i embarrassed me <laughs> while i push you into a corner and ask you on a date how dare you i feel uncomfortable that you've said this in front of our co-workers but anyway i hadn't said anything um that really questioned his morality it was just please stop flirting with me you know i have a boyfriend um and i'm not interested whatever and after that life was just so much harder in in work and like Mm -hmm. it was like right well you're in a bad mood with me every time i come in so now everyone at work is having a good time and laughing together but you make me uncomfortable being here because i've pissed you off Mm -hmm. and it's like fuck that that was in a bar like yeah, fucking yeah. working for the SNP I mean so this is kind of what we're getting into the women who made these allegations included an SNP politician party workers um, several current and former Scottish government civil servant officials all of whom were aware of the very real threat like we said that their positions would be in jeopardy if they had reported the first minister um, 
One of the women stated, when asked why she didn't report him, she responded bluntly saying, I liked my job. Which is rough as fuck. Yeah, But it's literally, like... But it was, what you just said is such a good example of, like, the total reality that they would be living in. And, like, these people aren't stupid. Like, there is so much history of these kind of things happening before. And it's, like... They would have just been sitting there being like, "There's, it's, no, it's not fucking worth it. Like, no, it's, it's not. not. And, and well, and fucking behold, it wasn't. Because that's the thing I think as well is there's these laws in place, sure, that like, I'm not going to get fired because I've told my boss to stop being inappropriate with me, but I'm going to be driven out. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to be put in a position where I'm going to want to leave or I'm going to be made to leave and indirectly. And also, everyone will know my business. Everyone will, like... Yeah, and... and what's also horrible about it is that it can be interpreted like however people want it to be yeah totally so you know you could be sitting next to somebody who's like a really right-wing fucking Tory not that i'm generalizing that they would immediately think you're lying but whatever you're sitting next to someone who thinks that it's um who agrees with alex salmond and that it's a conspiracy to get him out of power it's not true it's an exaggeration and you have to go to work and face that every single day yeah like literally face it exactly yeah exactly be working with that person Mm -hmm. in close contact Mm -hmm. every day um so yeah it's it's since been confirmed by chris burt who is a scottish government civil servant that during salmon's time in office um, rotas were actively drawn up to ensure that no female civil servant would be alone with Salmond in Butte House, suggesting that there was an understanding amongst those who worked with them that such a situation was unsafe. Any work environment I've ever been in, like, that's not my current job, there's always been a creepy man that, like, has made me uncomfortable and it's, like, not worth saying something. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's just so tricky to manoeuvre, like, man- like navigate. navigate that while still like having maintaining some form of like cohesion at work yeah exactly and not wanting to jeopardize your position and where you're at so alec prentice qc the prosecutor of the case described salmon as a sexual predator who used his position to satisfy his sexual desires with impunity i mean i think a lot of that as well and this is probably no surprise to anyone is that cases like this where you know again alleged in this one um of sexual harassment abuse you know even attempted rape it isn't sexual needs etc it's power and that is so apparent in a situation like this we're like because all of the women were like much much his junior yeah and directly fucking working for him um you know it's kind of like if you go onto our instagram i i put up an igtv um kind of i mean is it the most analytical thing ever no it's a bit of a joke ladies and gentlemen but um i put up part of his speech after um the verdict and he goes out there with such and it's kind of the reason that i decided to like make make a joke of it and make that video was that like he goes out with such like it just is fucking chest up and like it doesn't have his tail between his legs at all no it is the brass neck the fucking the fucking audacity yeah of like do you know what see if you've been acquitted right you know we are in no shape or form here saying that um we know what happened what happened we don't we absolutely don't and and i understand um the terms of being acquitted and what that means but even if you have like 
you know, if, if he believes it, he hasn't done that, then maybe those women do believe something and they are clearly in pain regardless. So don't go out there looking like a fucking prick. Like, yeah. don't go out there like, ah, we did it, guys. Like, do you know what I yeah, mean? It's I so disgusting. It, it, to, to get us such a personal... Do you know what? Like, this podcast episode is like less about what happened because as you say we don't know yeah but it's more to do with like how corrupt he is as a white man yeah and also how like unfair the system is against like those who are trying to perpetrate or anti-perpetration what am i saying i don't know (laughs) (laughs) those trying to those trying to seek justice if they've been wronged yeah um it's not a fair system and it's it's just so classic that he has come out. He's still like the right, like online, he's just like the right honourable um, yeah. Alex Salmon, yeah. which is quite fucked up. I mean, okay, understand again that he was acquitted, but like he's not innocent in no. the sense of he has admitted in speeches and stuff, he's like, I. I regret my like lack of respect for personal space and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know, like he obviously is aware that his behavior has been inappropriate, if not illegal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. No, absolutely. And, and it's and just we, so we... unfair that he's no. There's been seen no um, ramifications for his actions whatsoever. In fact, he's now the political leader of a further opposition party. Yeah. And he was comp- like compensated half a million pounds oh my by God. the Scottish government. Well, girly, you're spoiling all the secrets. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You're just fired up. It's okay. So, the trial happened. Um, there was actually multiple different trials, and I find it all kind of confusing. But mm. the, there was like the Police Scotland investigation into Alex Salmon's charges of sexual harassment and rape, where there was the jury and the trial. Um, and he was acquitted of all but one where he was found not proven. And that's a um, specifically Scottish um, verdict. verdict. Yeah. yeah. Um, where basically the jury couldn't find the evidence, but don't think that he's necessarily innocent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like inconclusive. Uh huh. Yeah. So he throughout stuck to self-proclaimed innocence calling the accusations exaggerations deliberate fabrications and basically spinning this story of um i keep losing my words today not well, controversy what's the word conspiracy conspiracy yeah but can we just add in this like both exaggerate so he explained it as exaggerations but also deliberate and complete fabrications so like, which one is yeah, it yeah literally which one is it because it's Pick either story. it's either an exaggeration of something that happened or it's a complete um fiction yeah. yeah like ugh, which is only stinks of absolute guilt to me but anyway, I, know, anyway. I know i know i know um alex salmon's defense lawyer gordon jackson's take on the accusations was quite concerning to me especially as a lawyer explaining things that were basically were thought of nothing at the time like mm-hmm. Explaining away what happened as, yeah. as nothing of nothing at the time thought nothing of it, um, and it's pretty obvious that like looking at the whole breakdown of um, this lawyer, this defense lawyer, Gordon Jackson. Um, if Alex Ahmed is a complete and utterly narcissistic and vile manipulator, then Jackson was his enabler and total sidekick. He said to the victims at the time of the trial that that was just the sort of man that Salmond was, and that what they had experienced wasn't distressing in any way, shape, or form. That is so fucked up. It's so disgusting. Like, I don't... How do you get to the point of being a defence lawyer and being able... Like, how do you get to that point? Were you meant to... Oh, God, yeah. That's really, <laughs> like, really, really 
sinister i said this last night um to tom and it's just like there's so many facts from this trial and case that i didn't know and i cannot fucking believe that somebody said that well in one defense salmon described a sleepy cuddle was what happened between him and one of the accusers it's gross he's also married you know that oh yeah yeah exactly oh and yeah (laughs) i don't know so to gordon jackson this is a formal invite from christina and i to... ispv asap <laughs> yeah please come on to dead talk podcast and let me know let us know how you a white cis man can even even attempt to explain um how you think your cred- credibility knowledge or you have any place to be explaining the nature of experiences that you have not had that is truly baffling to me and mm-hmm. you can get fucked in my opinion so if you've got any press or contacts pa emails let me know that'd be great like it's so gaslighty and manipulative to tell women who are brave enough to come onto the stand whether the accused is found guilty or not like mm. there is absolutely no need for you to stand in court and say that's the kind of man he is nothing distressing has happened yeah it delegitimizes it's dehumanizing it, it's just so fucked up and there's no reason you know there's no like legal defense that there is a foundation there to be saying that you know what i mean well it, yeah that's the thing and it's, it's not like oh you violated act 45 blah 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 like he's literally saying you shouldn't feel these things yeah you shouldn't feel um distressed upset or anything like because of what happened to you and it's like regardless of i think it's very easy to make this argument like um the snap of my fingers feminist argument Mm -hmm. of like oh a white man who doesn't know shit and it's like yeah i mean i kind of have a point but also regardless of experience i think you have to be pretty uneducated um and dim to not understand the simple and pretty aged concept of men who are in power manipulating women like i think it's almost like he can't conceptualize that that could have happened um to kind of like power their own sexual gratification and fear or he can but he is just so like focused on one end goal of making sure his client is like off scot-free that he will not in any way entertain or humanize these women and offer them like an ounce of empathy yeah yeah i mean i guess so either way it's fucked up i mean what do i know maybe it is fucking dim (laughs) can't teach an old prick new tricks i guess so the definition of sexual assault um can be found in section three of the sexual offenses act 2003 it requires that the defendant the defendant to intentionally touch another person sexually without reasonable belief that the person they are touching has consented reasonable belief must be based on steps taken to ascertain consent um one of the threads that the case fell apart on was that the victims had communicated with each other prior to Salmon be arresting, being, arre- being arrested, implying that the first accuser could have convinced the other woman to make up incidents, which... I mean, I, I, I don't want to fall into this um, really easy narrative where we're like, yeah, as if. Because, yeah. like, I get it. I understand. In a legal court case, um, for accusers or whatever you want to call it, um, the people standing up um as witnesses for them to communicate does jeopardize the yeah. like the the trial and everything and i do understand that but i think the very very simple argument of saying that this one first woman who was scorned by salmon in one way or another mm. didn't get that bloody promotion or whatever the fuck they think it is to conceptualize that she convinced eight other women to remember go to trial <laughs> and 
you know, speak against Alex Salmond, a very influential person in Scottish politics, um, you know, risk, you know, anonymity is one thing, but you risk it a lot by yeah. going to these trials. Yeah. It's not, it's not bulletproof. Well, their identity, one of their identities was leaked. Most of their identities yeah. were leaked in the end. Um, yeah, to, to put your life on hold and to really traumatise yourself, putting yourself through that trial... To do that just because one woman's be like, well, we do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, shut up. I just I don't, I don't believe that for a fucking second. And I also, I hate that narrative because it so reinforces the aid, like the shite rebuttal of men whenever like sexual assault conviction rates are talked about. Is it like, yeah, but people make it up. And like, of course, yes, some people make it up, but such a minute number and yet it gets recycled as a defense argument every single time so yeah. whenever it suggests in mainstream media that it's that that's what happened i just hate it because like it just reinforces that idea and that like defense it's just boring it's yeah, boring it because it's like think... we all know people can lie but like when you actually break it down like it's really not that credible and and also, also worth it yeah it's fucking know, worth know, it like oh my god if i was to go pluck one of my ex-boyfriends out of a out of a hat and say yeah i'm gonna do that today we're gonna accuse them of something that they didn't do cool let's start now and then go through um police investigation which will question me to no ends um probably some really inappropriate questions mm-hmm. as to the nature of um, my sex life with my ex-partner all this etc um, and then a trial and then risk it coming out the way it did here with a lot of the counts being not guilty mm-hmm. like Really, I think a lot of people need to think through all the steps of that kind of action and how unfucking worth it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe for a fucking second that anyone would choosingly go through that. But I guess obviously some people do. But yeah, I don't. It's a minority. It's a huge minority. So there's been some pretty serious fallout from the verdict. Um, Gordon Jackson, who we said previously was the defence lawyer was filmed in a train disclosing the names of the witnesses. That's fucked. It's disgusting. Um, again, how are you, a lawyer? <laughs> um, who were obviously kept anonymous for their own safety and entitled to stay that way. And he was heard describing Alex Salmond as a sex pest. Um, entire- First of all, have some common sense. On a train. On a train, girl. <laughs> Do it in at least your house, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you, <laughs> if you didn't know you were getting filmed, one thing. We were how, on a like, fucking train. How narcissistic must you be or, like, desperate for some attention that you're announcing this on a train? Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, Jinky's I like, don't... Here, here, here. Listen here, up. Here. I have a speech to make. The witnesses are A, B, and... C- like, <laughs> shut up. And also, yeah, I think in that case, it's like, you're not... Like, oh, shit. Like, people were filming or they could hear me. Like, oh, sorry, I thought I was just saying it to this person. You know you know fine well and you don't care. Yeah. You don't care in that situation. Yeah. The takeaway, what we can read between the lines is that the takeaway from this trial wasn't that Alex Salmond, um, like you said earlier, didn't commit any crimes at all or, for example, acted appropriately. It was just that what he did didn't matter. Yeah. And it's not important enough. Um. All evidence shows that not a single person in that courtroom believes that Alex Salmond had acted appropriately, but the outcry was just a bit fucking pathetic. Yeah. Um, that was not my opinion, by the way. That's the kind of... I just realised the way I said that was like, and it's gross. Get a grip. <laughs> um, Mark Hurst, who is a journalist and supporter of Alex Salmond, this freaked me out, by the way, um, made a YouTube video exclaiming that the women from the trial will have a reckoning um, and there's not a cat's chance in hell they're going to get away with that and that their precious anonymity will not be continued. Yeah, it's really f- 
horrible because he's made several comments like Alex Salmond. Basically, there is like a piece of evidence that he wasn't allowed to submit in court because it would jeopardise the anonymity of the victims. Um, and the Scottish government did have two votes on whether to let it through or not. But it's too, like, um, it's too risky because one of the votes went through and then one of the um, chairs of Rape Crisis Scotland wrote to the Scottish Parliament and was like, I beg you not to, this is urgent, you better not, you cannot. You better not. Yeah, Yeah, no, but you can because then, you know, what happens to them is out of their hands. You have no idea what kind of, like, loyalist supporters, and I'm not saying this is in any way connected to Alex Hammond, but you get, like, almost like a fandom. Like, you have no idea. Well, this guy, this fucking guy, made a YouTube video. Like, get a life. I know that's not the um, really intellectual response to this but also get a fucking yeah. life why are you doing yeah, that why are you making a youtube video calling out women that you don't know well as, as far as i know you don't know um and saying that they don't have a cat's chance in hell <laughs> that they're gonna get away with it i know um and their precious anonymity like oh jesus fucking christ like yeah get your f- actual head out of alex Salmon's arse and grow up like Anyway. He's not gonna shag you. Yeah. <laughs> He's not gonna shag you, Mark. Um, yeah, but in his speech, he's he's basically threatened that this piece of evidence will, in due course, be revealed. Um, what another performance of power? Yeah, I know. It it's it's honestly it's just so true that oh, I don't know. When it all boils down, it's just like what message is he sending to other women? Well, exactly, exactly. Like, this is what annoys me so much and what is so, like, heartbreaking and really, really upset me in because fair enough, he was acquitted. Like, it's not it's not really anything to do about that, but it's, it's so more to do with all of these other women that have genuine, valid, awful experiences. You know, like, what are they going to think when they see this happen and there's, what was it, 11, 12 counts of sexual assault and he's away scot-free and leader of an opposition party blah 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 blah. how are they going to feel about them going forward with n- probably not much resource yeah or power well it's just like after the dust settles on this trial the tone that's now just set yeah we're just like don't bother yeah it's not worth it no one's gonna fucking believe you yeah and even now after the trial everyone's gonna hound you for even coming forward with what your experiences were um so on that to- on that note, mm. um, the aftermath after this verdict, um, uh, oh yeah, this verdict and aftermath and the way the entire case played out is entirely common, like we just said. But in case you need some more convincing facts, mm. I have some right here. So the End Violence Against Women Coalition um, has warned that the disastrous drop in conviction rates, 37.7% in the last year, amounts to what is effectively considered the decriminalization of rape. Mm. Um, according to the most recent recent data, only 1.7% of reported rapes lead to a criminal charge, and the conviction rate for that for the few that are charged is just under six percent. Um, which one point seven of a possible one hundred percent of reported rapes lead to a criminal charge. It's, I think it's one of those things where we have these conversations a lot, but to hear the facts and figures, it just really cements where we are and where we're standing in society and yeah. how fucked all of this is um it's just no it's i don't know it's it's so much worse so it's so much worse in a way just as a spectator because of the influence that people like alex salmon have it's so much worse to see it played out in the big screen in front of not only us but all those young men 
who have now just got the fucking thumbs up from Alex Salmon to do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's and come out on top. Ah, exactly, exactly. Do you know what? Like, grope that girl because who's going to fucking believe her? Like, it's... Yeah. That's, that is what's going to happen now. And there's no denying it. Yeah, I know. Um, And unfortunately, it doesn't really stop there. I mean, one of the key, uh, as I said earlier, one of the key, like, niggles for me with this whole thing is how he behaved after the trial because I think it's a classic case of his reputation was massively bruised, affected, um, delegitimised, whatever you want to say. Um, And instead of just kind of like taking a step back and letting that happen, which of course would be unpleasant, like I'm not saying that's fun for him. Yeah. But um, he has stepped back into the spotlight and essentially then accused parliament of abuse of power and accused nicola sturgeon of breaking the ministerial code and it must be said as well that he's not the only one with those allegations like there's a lot of opposition in the scottish parliament who agree um and it's led to many more trials i think one independent inquiry one inquiry by the scottish parliament um and a judicial review basically challenging the way that the Scottish government handled the allegations. Now, it should be said that basically, this is all kind of like technical, I don't really know if it's that relevant, but it's quite interesting to me the way that it's all been handled because I think, again, it just shows how the hierarchical structure is leans towards benefiting men yeah. <laughs> and like those in power. No, absolutely. Um, basically one of the HR advisors, senior HR advisors involved in the case initially had spoken to two of the um, accusers, the victims, however you want to call them, before. So the whole case was basically illegitimate. Um, Therefore, the Scottish government was required to pay Alex Salmon's legal fees, which amounted to over £500,000. However, right, so this, this figure was blown up in the press. People were fucking raging because... Of course, like, in some people's opinion, that is a waste of resource. Like, that's paying someone's legal fees. Should have never happened. Shouldn't have got to the point of, of like, way, way down the trial. But what's the alternative? Like, ignore ignore these claims from these women and mm. not... Mm-hmm. Like, what message... Because I completely side with Nicola Sturgeon in her argument that... Um, you know what would she what would you like her to do instead nothing yeah and I then know. what does that say to women who are trying to like prosecute or come forward exactly and also to just give you a bit of context um the annual budget in scottish parliament was over 33 billion pounds yeah so i understand like i'm not saying five hundred thousand pounds isn't a lot of money of course it is but in the grand context of like proportional value it's not that much but was but he he was paid for his legal fees Uh it covered his legal costs and it was was like essentially compensation yeah but But for him yeah Mm -hmm. so are people not angry because did they get compensation for their legal fees no because they're like overall the whole the whole trial cost like six hundred thousand pounds or something um but no people are angry because they're saying it shouldn't have got to the point where he needed to have amass oh, those fees because right, the okay. child shouldn't have gone on in the first I see place what you, I see what you mean yeah, with okay. that illegitimate start starting point right okay essentially which like is fair enough like the government did kind of fuck up there but 
Nicola Sturgeon was massively vilified. Now, whether you're like a supporter of her or not, I really don't fucking care. The way she was like, the way she was vilified by both like right wing press and Alex Salmond is just disgusting. Like, yeah, she was absolutely. Did you see the thing in um, when she was in the panel for the like internal inquiry into her? to like the standards panel about her, whether she misled parliament or not basically the questioner said um should you apologize to the first minister referring to alex salmon she was like i am the first minister oh my god how fucking bad is that yeah so she was like run ran through the mud all because of this just basically because he wouldn't let it go because the whole thing was to do with like when exactly she found out about the trial and whether it was like one day or four days before she said she found out which i understand is important in the context of whether it's like an smp problem a government problem how it's handled yeah but for this whole ordeal yeah and it's so traumatic for these women who have been completely blindsided pushed aside and it all becomes completely political yeah it's like an, it's a it's a struggle it's a it's tug of war yeah, yeah it's a tug of war for alex salmond and anyone else that doesn't want him to have that power like fuck off yeah like go and just actual like walk just away with it. your yeah. tail between yeah. your legs exactly just that's fuck off. i feel like i really like went on and on there but that's exactly my point like there's just no need let it go take the l with this one take the l <laughs> stew in silence for a while and come back if you must if you need to but like really the day after or the, like while the trial is going on go open your fucking italian restaurant you've still got that going for yourself <laughs> i know fucking hell. and um the women have been reported to say like that whole thing was more traumatic than the trial itself even because at least then they're being given some form of like a voice and credibility here's a question why are the experiences and mental health of the women in these sort of cases never priority ever ever never. like it's never a case of um how can we keep in mind what we are putting on them um emotionally physically you know it's it's horrendous how at the i mean i, I feel like i am literally i i want to be as objective as possible and i don't want to come across as just um running with this torch that says you know, feminist forever and never listen to a man. I'm not saying that, but realistically, when you break down these cases and these trials, why are women always at the bottom of the fucking consideration pile? Like, I don't yeah. understand how you can go through this kind of situation and not think. I'm not. Like I'm not saying the, anything at that point. But no, I think the one of the fundamental problems is that, like, if you come forward an accusation, then you are just expected to. Um, absorb any criticism accusations yeah because it's like well you wanted this uh-huh, yeah you wanted you wanted to be in this trial and yeah. i understand like i don't really have an answer for that other than like bring down the whole system yeah um because i i get there has to be legal like of course it has to go through a court and of course it has to be like all very very highly monitored and legitimate etc but like it's so traumatic yeah exactly and i just i don't know the answer but i just i don't feel like these women were given a fair experience there no definitely i mean i don't think in all these situations it's the same with anything that we've ever covered before especially to do with violence against women i think Mm -hmm. it's it's no 
um it's not embarrassing and there's no shame to say that you don't have the answers i'd rather just have the conversation yeah um god really my halo's glowing right now <laughs> um if, here the best part of this episode is the different ways that kika spelt salmon um throughout we've got salon we've got salmon uh, Salamond was one of them as well. <laughs> That's my favourite part. Salamond. Salamond. So Salamond. Yeah. <laughs> Salamond. Salon is our, the one we've got right now. Um, Do you know the, the fucking best part of this? What? He runs a TV show called The Alex Salmon Show on a Russian TV channel. I had not a Scoobaroo. I didn't know that. Neither did I. I didn't Well, it wasn't a lot of Russian TV, so... I, we don't have Russian <laughs> TV, that's very true. Has he got a big fan base in Russia? Uh, no is idea. Is? I don't know if it's like a Western TV programme, but it's just called Russia... It's called Russia Today. Fuck me. So bizarre. To, so bizarre. Maybe I'll post some of that on our Instagram. Yeah, we should deep dive into that. So, a brief update, if you don't know. Alex Salmond obviously started his own party called the Alaba Party. Well, it's not his own party. Sorry, yes. It was no, pre-existing, he, but he has become Pre-existing. Leader. He led, he, he he became leader of the Alaba Party um, on the 26th of March, 2021, and won a grand total of how many seats? Zero! It's a big fat zero for you, <laughs> Salomon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet revenge. It's not justice, but it's good. Yeah, it feels sweet. It feels sweet in my little finger. Um, so yeah, that is the trial and story of Alex Salmond and the um, allegations of sexual misconduct, like we said throughout the episode. Obviously, all these um, counts are alleged, of course, right now, but we thought it was important yeah. to talk about regardless. Yeah, and I think like in the greater scope of... It actually doesn't matter who the accused is it's usually a powerful man Mm. and it's more a general conversation around like how fucked up the systems are and how unfair it is and how difficult it is to gain any credibility as someone coming forward accusing yeah you got to almost a whisper there yeah i know i really did notice that as well (laughs) oh my god um it's dramatic effect it was a bit dramatic i'm glad um but i think especially in this situation like we wouldn't have done this story uh, we wouldn't have done this episode if it had been, you know, cut and clear, which it never is usually. Mm-hmm. But if it had been cut and clear that he was entirely guilt-free, then th- there wouldn't be a story. Yeah. Um. I think the takeaway from this, which we have probably reiterated quite a few times, is that he has been fully exposed for his behaviour being inappropriate. Like, that's no doubt. Mm-hmm. That is no question at this point. Um. It's just the way that it's been interpreted now and expressed to everyone in the public and especially like i said more most importantly men is that it doesn't fucking matter and yeah and what like like that in itself regardless of any kind of criminal trial is so fucked up that the leader of our country is a well-known inappropriate towards women well yeah and like, then well, that it's is like, not good enough and it's so no. and it's just like okay well that's just the way it is well, we see that repeated constantly. We have fucking, you know, Alex Salmon is just a B-Tech Donald Trump at this point. <laughs> and that is the entire premise mm. of this new series that we're doing yeah. because it is so often um, apparent and how and why these people get away with it are is baffling to me. Yeah. So I thought, let's fucking turn yeah, this into absolutely. a series. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Because yeah. it's, it's the start of Investimates. Um, I'm definitely not calling it Investimates. It's... It's kind of quirky. It is kind of quirky, but it's quirky, also kind of crazy, cookie, gimpy. <laughs> um, but if you've enjoyed it, let us know anyway. If you have any better name ideas, yeah. let us know. <laughs> Girl, fire, fire it through. Um, 
share it on your story as always it mm-hmm. really helps us out especially um we are girlies we are producing at home we're trying to we're trying to make this something come on <laughs> help a brother out um and tag us of course um and let us know if you've been inspired by this episode who would you like to see us cover yeah give us some suggestions we have a few though but what inv- who would you like us to investigate next? <laughs> um, as always, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dead Talk Podcast, and we will see you next episode. Goodbye, little sweet bananas. I hated that. Bye. <laughs>